0: So we need to learn how to create passionate connection. We need to learn how to do that through well, what I call daily rituals, even weekly rituals, yearly rituals. Like we need to ritualize connection. So my wife and I, every single morning, we hug each other. It's a way that we physiologically signal to each other. I love you. You're safe with me. I choose you. I'm here. And then we, you know, go off into whatever it is we're, we're doing that day. That's an example of a daily ritual that my wife and I practice. That t- takes five seconds. That every day signals connection. Because what I find, Johnny, is that when you know how to create connection, you can get through anything together. But when you don't, you can't get through almost anything. Welcome to Men This Way. The podcast for every man who seeks to live his deepest purpose in life. Who's committed to showing up fully and giving his unique gifts to the world. Because if not you, then who? I'm your host and fellow journeyman, Brian Reeves. Brian with a Y, Reeves. Men, this way. Welcome! I've got a fantastic episode for you today. You may notice that I'm putting out less episodes at the moment, and that's because something big is about to happen for this podcast. We are on the precipice of a new era for Men This Way that will launch in just a few weeks. I've hired a new podcast production team that is powerfully changing me to raise my game big time in this space. We've actually been stripping Men This Way down to rebuild it back up better. And I was even challenged by uh, this new team to think of a new name for the podcast to make it more understandable and accessible to people. Now, the name Men This Way has so much meaning to me personally, and I talk about that way back in episode one, back in, what was that, 2018? But there was some concern that the name didn't make any sense to anyone else or that it suggested the podcast was only for men and not women. And although I certainly tailored this to speak more to men, I always want women to feel welcome here and to get value here as well. So that was a concern. And we came up with a bunch of different name possibilities. That process even infiltrated my dreams. I was thinking about it so much. My What I call my dream team even came up with an amazing title. I'm going to share it with you right now. Balloons for Men. Yes, seriously. The name actually came to me in a dream, and we are not going with that title, Balloons for Men. Uh, Actually, truth is, none of the hundreds of names we came up with felt any better than simply men this way. So, just letting you in on a little bit of the behind the scenes of what's going on. I'm excited to say we are keeping the name Men this way, but there's another huge change upcoming that I'll announce when we launch on Thursday, February 22nd. That's our 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 target date for launching this new era of Men this way here in 2024, and I'm so excited about this big change. And I'll just give you a little hint. I hate doing this shit alone. And so with that, let's dive into today's episode. Recently, I was on another podcast, The Art of Masculinity, hosted by my dear friend and past Men This Way guest, Johnny L. Sasser. We had a profound conversation about my thriving relationship roadmap for men And I wanted to make sure you heard it. Johnny does a great job hosting and jamming with me on this topic that is of vital importance to any man who truly wants to thrive in his life. And I encourage you to check out Johnny's podcast, The Art of Masculinity. He's got a great library of conversations there as well. But this conversation with Johnny is profound and I believe you're going to be served deeply by it. Now, take a deep breath and stay present with us all the way through to the end of this episode of Men This Way. All right, let's dive.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Art of Masculinity. Today's guest is Brian Reeves, a dear friend of mine, former U.S. Air Force captain and renowned author on life and relationships. He has multiple books out, internationally recognized um, regarding relationships, and also hosts the amazing podcast Men This Way. He's got a viral blog that's been read over by 30 million people in every country, and he is simply out there trying to create these connected relationships between man and woman through giving you guys the answers, the tools, and the conversations that aren't so easily had in relationships so you guys can look to grow together and improve. He is a men's coach. He has been working with men for many years. And he and I dive into that conversation. We dive into the relationships and we dive into how to really improve those relationships and grow together so you guys can have the relationship that supports the lives that you guys desire to create. So enjoy this episode. He is an amazing human being. I always love jamming out with him and he has such wisdom and such knowledge that he gives us so we can all improve together. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoy this episode and see you guys around the corner. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Art of Masculinity. Today, I have my good friend and also past guest on the show, Brian Reeves, such an awesome human being. If you guys don't remember, he's a former U.S. Air Force captain. Uh, He's got his Men This Way podcast, which is phenomenal. And I've had the honor of being on and, and sharing the space with him on there. And he's got his viral blog that has reached over 30 million people worldwide, right? Is that just America? Like,
0: <laughs> As, I don't even know what the number is now. It was 30 million like five years ago. So, Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's probably way past that. I, and my, my blog stats have told me every country on the planet, the only one that hasn't shown up is North Korea. <laughs> but, you know, they're been 80, so Wait. I can't tell if they've read Wait. it or not. Y- you even got Russia? You got Russia? <laughs> Oh, dude, I got, I got every country on every continent. I, I think there's like 190 countries in in the United Nations, something like that. But, but like somehow my blogs, my blog stats show like oh, well over 200 countries have read the blog. So I don't really get that part. Mm, unidentified countries, illegitimate countries, except North Korea, read my blog. I
1: don't know. I love that, dude. But you are, you are very substantiated in the men's space, which is why I love having conversations with you. And most importantly, you have a lot of expertise around relationships and a lot of the struggles men go through in relationships, which I know as we dive into this on this episode, there's going to be so many guys who are like, damn it, Brian, why do you know me? So this is going to be a lot of fun. Really happy to have you on, brother,
0: and excited to dive into these things. Thanks, man. And before we dive in, I just want to acknowledge too, yeah, you you came on my podcast recently where we talked about your book, Design the Man Within. And I, I, one of the guys in, in one of my groups, I think in my, one of my relationship program uh, groups said that he listened to it four times. Wow. Our episode four times. Like he really wanted to drill into some of the things that you were sharing. So, you know, anybody listening, go check out now, our my conversation with johnny on the men this way podcast i think it was episode 95 just like a couple of weeks ago yeah
1: 100 percent. yeah and, and check out our past one too i mean we have fun when we jam out anyways <laughs> but go check that out because his your podcast is amazing man i love you as a host you do such a great job and you bring on some amazing people so really appreciate the work you're doing over there all right brother well let's dive into this let's just get this ball rolling, because I I think we're going to consume every ounce of time we have around this subject. And the first thing I want to kind of move us into is, you know, when we talk about relationships, and we talk about the struggles men are having, there's a lot of commonalities there. I think everybody we speak to in both of our circles, what is maybe one or two things right now that you're that are percolating up to you where you're like, as a leader, I need to address these because I'm just hearing this way too often.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm some 48. I've been doing relationships with women since I was a in, in teenager, you know, so we're talking the last 30 years. And, you know, for the, for the first 20 years of doing relationships with women, man, I, I, I went into them with such promise and hope and excitement. and within a matter of months, if I was lucky, you know, oftentimes it was weeks or days, but, but if, if I was lucky, I got months of honeymoon before the, the realities of relationship hit me square in the face. And I often didn't want to face them, or I didn't know what to do with them, or they just relationships became places where I just, it, it almost felt like I just went to die. You know, my actual hopes and dreams went to die. I didn't know what the hell is, why is this so hard? What is happening here? You know, and, and I think I, I wonder if a lot of men can really relate to, again, the, the look, look, all our pop songs, poetry, movies, they all, they all promise that you, you meet the, the right woman, the right partner, and, and it's nothing but, you know, rainbows and, and unicorns and and hot sex and blowjobs, whatever it is. you know, all your dreams come true. And that just is never what actually happens. right? Again, we're lucky if we get a few months of that, but very quickly it becomes something else. And so you know what I've been throwing myself into the last really ten years is is the the study of relationships and the study of, particularly because I'm a man, um, but particularly, what happens to men in relationships, and and what are the what are the the mistakes that we make that we don't know we're making? And, and I use that word very carefully. Mistakes. I, I you know I believe that we're all innocent in our ignorance. I have great compassion for men. We we get beat up a lot when it comes to relationships. You know we really get beat up, and uh, but I know that we're set up to fail largely. So. You know, that that's the thing that I'm really excited about is is bringing light to men's, particularly men's struggles in relationship and what to do about it, how to overcome those struggles. How, because I know I'm, I'm married eight years now with my wife. How long have you been with your wife? Uh, we're going on five years this year. Five years. Like I'm in an extraordinary relationship, not because my wife and I are somehow special, but because we both understand the pitfalls and the struggles and the challenges and the gaps between us. And we know how to work with them in ways that, you know, we have a really great relationship because we, we, we work through this stuff. So, you know, that's my preamble to this, this dialogue and this station and, Yeah, Uh, you want me to talk about like some of the specific challenges? Yeah, I
1: wanna I wanna dive back in real quick to something you said, and it was the the honeymoon phase. I I love this because you know quickly, like you say that this lasts, and you're lucky if it lasts months. And then typically, um, would you agree that it 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 tends to fizzle out when couples move in together?
0: Well, that's certainly that's certainly what was accelerates accelerates the confrontation with reality that's for sure but i don't they don't couples don't have to move in together to fizzle out the honeymoon phase i mean couples can even even in a month or two couples can start hitting the the limits of of the honeymoon phase you know the the hormones and the and the overlookings of all of the 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 things that we should be talking about and you know all of that can hit us within a few months whether or not we live definitely moving in together brings everything immediately to the surface now whether we want to pay attention to it or not or confront it or face it that's another story a lot of people just bury it look the other way, you know, distract themselves. What do you, what do you think about that?
1: That's really, I mean, it's really good. I think you're absolutely correct. And, um, it can it can take either side. I have found in my life that when the, I would say probably when I would move in with somebody that was probably the deterioration of the honeymoon phase, much uh, quicker, obviously not with my wife now, because similar to you and your wife, we've we've just learned how to work through a lot of these things together and understand that we, we both have kind of those struggles. But the, the question I have to that is that when that honeymoon phase is fizzling out, like where are you finding that men are struggling in the sense of, are they just not putting in the time and effort to work through the fizzle out of the honeymoon phase? Or are they just, are they, It's hard because there's so many different routes, but are they just conceding to like a miserable relationship and then staying in it? Right. Like, so is it, is it one of the, I I love that you smile at this. Is it one of those or like what's going on there?
0: Yeah. There's so, there's, as you say, there's so many avenues, so many approaches we could take to this. But, but what, what I find is that there's, there's three, there's three core problems that men run into really quickly in relationship, sort of three obstacles. And the first is, and this can happen when we, when, again, when I say earlier, like the realities of relationship hit us, you see, for many of us men, relationship is far better as fantasy than reality. We love the fantasy of relationship. Again, that shows up in our pop songs and our cute Hollywood rom-com movies and, and uh, et cetera. But the realities of relationship with another human person well, that's a whole other ballgame and culture doesn't prepare us for that. So what a lot of men experience is, and I think maybe why when we move in with each other, it's like the realities hit us because now we're just doing day-to-day life. You know, there's a lot of boring moments. There's a lot of not not a lot going on moments. You know, that now we're just in a room with somebody wondering, okay, well, what do we do? Who are you? (laughs) Who are you? And I'm not really sure who I am, but who are you? You know, So one of the first obstacles that, we, that happens for us men is we start to check out. We don't know what's happening. We don't know how to be with the intensity of the experience, the, again, the reality of what's going on. We don't know how to be with it. We don't know how to navigate the different, cha- I mean, challenges from loading the dishwasher different to maybe navigating same-sex or opposite-sex friendships to how do we have sex, you know, to the different pacings that two people might have sexual. I mean, there's just all kinds of things that can arise. And when we don't know how to meet those skillfully, well, we, we start to check out. You know, we, we distract, by which I mean, we either distract ourselves with work, with, you know, friendships, fantasy football league, pornography, video games, any, any, any myriad, you know, the myriad of distractions and, and other things that we can turn our attention to. And so we, we check out, right. We, or we check out into our stories. We disconnect from our bodies. We, we start, you know, our, our, our fantasies of, oh man, this would be so much easier with another woman. You know, we're back on that, on that trip. Another woman would love me better. Another woman would, would be easier to be with, et cetera. And again, we're back in the fantasy. We're not in the reality. We've checked out of the reality because we don't know how to be with it. So that's the first obstacle that we men run into is we, are, we lack presence. We don't know how to be powerfully present in the relationship. I mean, it's one of women's biggest complaints about men is that, that we're not there. You know, we're not emotionally present or, or he's not there for me. It's one of women's, Biggest complaints. He's not there for me, which boggles the minds of men because they're like, "I'm in the fucking room with you. What do you mean I'm not here for you? I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. I'm present." And she's like, "You're not. No, you're not. You're not present. The fuck you talking about? I'm not present. Feel me, you know." And but even in that, we're just we're gone. We're not we're not attuned to the needs of the moment. We're in our own shit and our own resistance, our own stuff. So. You know, that's the first thing that I think that happens to a lot of men. And then the the second thing, which, you know, it's all tangled up with the first thing, but the the second obstacle that we men have is we don't know how to be skillful in our communication. We don't know how to communicate well. When when, when differences, disagreements arise and any two people being honest with each other, in any capacity, you're going to have differences of opinion, differences of, of point of view of perspective, there's going to be gaps that open up between you. And most of us men, we don't know how to be skillful in those disagreements and differences. You know, we, we tend to when, when arguments arise, there's sort of three strategies we go to. The first is, we try to avoid it pretend I don't hear what she's saying or pretend I don't feel that she's upset or just, just ignore it, avoid it. Anything I can do to not get this thing kicked off. (laughs) any whatever I can do. And the second thing we do is then we just, when that doesn't work, well, our immediate reaction is to defend ourselves. You know, we defend like, okay, now I'm, um, I call it really defend and dominate. Right. So I'm defending myself and trying to dominate the narrative, trying to change the narrative. Whatever's coming up, I need to to dominate it by defending myself or whatever it whatever it takes so that I get her to think like me, to see things my way. Never fucking works. Right. And then of course the third thing that we try to do is we just try to fix it. Immediately go into fix it mode. What what needs to be done in order to get through this conflict as quickly as possible? None of those things were. I mean, I've had so many guys over the years tell me I'm a fix-it guy. You know, I'm doing relationship work. I'm I'm working with their their actual couple with both of them. I'm a fix-it guy. You know, that's just what I do. I work, Remember working with a Boeing engineer? I, I were I was an engineer in the military. I worked with a lot of engineers. I have an engineering degree from college. Like I get the engineering mindset. I remember working with a Boeing engineer once who was in a just a awful relationship with his with his wife of. 16 years. And then he said to me, I'm a fix it guy. I'm an engineer. I just, I need to fix it. Well, his marriage was in shambles. All his fixing it was doing nothing for him. In fact, it was having the opposite effect. It was just making her more and more angry. Right. So that's, what, again, skillful communication. We don't know how to be skillful in our communication, which then just causes us to check out even more. Right. So you see the, those first two issues. We don't know how to be powerfully present. And we don't know how to skillfully communicate, right? Those are two things. Oh, is that uh, the powerfully present?
1: Do you equate this to when women say we're not safe? You know, because that's also like one of the things that puts guys back. Because we don't understand that comment because we're like, I'm safe. Someone comes in the house, I'm protected. But we, we know that's not what they're
0: talking about, right? Is that kind of similar? Absolutely. I, I, I think a lot of men, we equate safety with physical safety. And that's important. That's important. But what we don't take into account is emotional safety. And a lot of us men, because we're not, really dis, we're not really connected to our own emotions, you know, I do this practice a lot. I'm sure you've done this many times in, in men's groups and men's work. You know, we, we do a, a, what we call a check-in, right? We start with a check-in. What are you feeling? It's just a check-in to your body. What do you feel? 30 seconds, what are you feeling? A lot of men really struggle with that. They don't know what they're feeling. They'll tell you what they're thinking. You know, oh, I'm pissed off. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm happy to be here, or I'm ner- or nervous. Well, okay, well, that's a feeling. I'm nervous. Great. That's good. But, you know, I'm, I'm pissed off about my boss. My boss did this XYZ, or, well, now we're in story. Again, we're checking out of our bodies. And a lot of women in relationships, you know, biology attuned women to pay attention to our physiology, to our bodies. You know, you and I, Johnny, walk into a room, we. As, as men, we tend to, there's two evaluations we're making at any one time, just on a very primal level. The first is, is there anyone that I need to fight? Is there anyone that could fight me physically, that I need to be careful of physically, right? Is there, is there a physical threat in the room? And the second one is, is there anyone that I can fuck in this room? Is there any reproductive body in this room? That's it. On a primal level, two things, fight or fuck. Anyone I need to fight or anyone I can fuck. I mean. I love this, Brian. This is so good. We're just going to name the episode that. Who are you fighting? Who are you fucking? <laughs> I mean, on a very primal level. It's well, true. I think it, that's true. Right? It, it's it's maybe socially awkward to acknowledge, but that's what's happening. And for men, what happens for men, we walk into a room. Okay, if there's bigger men in the room, we pay attention to that. But all of the women, for the most part, and for most men, are immediate non-physical threats immediately, right? Some men, some men will be a physical threat, but if they look gentle, if they look chill, okay, I can relax. Now, women, it's essentially the opposite experience. They walk into a room and everybody is a potential physical threat. Every man, even, even other women, like every man is a potential physical threat. And so, so women have been attuned to read the room to read. Now, it doesn't mean they do it accurately. In fact, you know, research has shown that nobody can guess what someone else is feeling with a better than 50% accuracy, which basically means you're just chance. You know, I mean, my wife and our relationship, she risked, misread my emotions a lot for the first many years of our life together. Did that ever happen to you? Oh, yeah, my wife. I mean, she she still uh,
1: misreads them and she does great reading them better now, but especially earlier on, yeah, it was like a misinterpretation of what I was feeling because they, they just don't, they're not in our shoes and they don't know what the feelings are. And then they just imagine if they put themselves in our position, this is what they would be feeling, which is tends to be very inaccurate when it comes to male and
0: female. hundred percent, man. My wife still to this day misreads what I'm actually feeling often, but the reason that she's doing that, though, is she is, again, on a very primal, ancient body level. She's reading the room to see, am I in danger? Like, is this guy potentially, is this male going to potentially flip and backhand me or, you know, throw me against the wall in a way that could endanger my life? Because that's what women have to deal with even today. I mean, my wife, my wife won't open the door for anyone who, who comes to the front door. You know, man or woman, she won't open the door for anybody because she doesn't know—is it a salesman? Is it a—is it a—is it a potential threat? For me, again, I'm just sizing up: is this someone I could take? Is this someone I need to worry about? If not, cool, I open the door. What you need, right? And so, what we men need to understand: you know, being present means also being attuned to: does she feel safe with me now? Not just physically, but emotionally, intellectually. And we men, boy, we just—I'm sorry, guys, but. We fuck that up all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm pretty good at it. I'm pretty good at it, and I still fuck it up all the time. Just to be clear. Oh yeah, I do too.
1: I still, I like, I still mess this up uh, on a regular basis, and I don't mess
0: it up as often, but like, it's still there. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Progress, not perfection. I say. Yeah. I want to jump us
1: back into because I know you have another piece to this as far as the like the third main struggle we deal with as men. But I want to jump back into the communication for a second because we kind of addressed a little little more with this power and presence and and how that equates to also emotional safety, which I think you did a great job explaining because I did not understand that early on. and, And my wife, like that was one of the biggest struggles between us very early on in our relationship, in our marriage is that I didn't understand what she meant by that. So I really appreciate you kind of explaining that with that emotional side of it and why they see that. But with the failure in communication, do you see that being like uh, an issue that men don't know how to switch their communication patterns from speaking with other men to then speaking with females? Do you think that that could be, or you think, yeah, yeah let's elaborate a little on
0: that because I would love to get that. Oh man, 100%, 100%. There, there's some general differences. Obviously, nothing applies to everybody. Some women may identify with the way men communicate. Some men will identify with the way women communicate. But, but in general, there's a, there's a few layers of this. But we could say men tend to communicate to solve, you know, to get to the bottom of something, to solve issues. You know, me and my male friends will will debate politics. You know, whether from vaccines to, you know, presidential stuff to, to fuck, man, who, who's the goat in basketball? You know, is it Jordan or LeBron? <laughs> you know, and we'll, we are trying to get to the bottom of it. We're trying to solve this riddle, whatever it is. And we love it and convince it. well, it isn't solved until we all agree. That's so true. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Once we get on, on agreement, we have resolution and we can move on to something else. I love this. Well, women tend to communicate more to connect, right? So men tend to communicate to solve. Women tend to communicate to connect. And we're over here, you know, in the resolution conversation, there's a lot of challenge. We're challenging each other. We're debating. We're, we're, you know, undercutting each other's points. You know, there's a reason. Nah, you know, LeBron ain't the greatest because, you know, Jordan played at a time when it was much more physical. Look at how LeBron flops these days. You know, we're cutting down each other's points. Well, that, that cutting down that challenge, you know, the masculine rises to challenge, but the feminine wilts in challenge. It's like, it's like a flower. You don't, you don't chop off, you know, the stalks of the leaves and things of it. You don't rip things off to try to get to the perfect flower and hope that it, that it blooms and blossoms. No, you, you know, the feminine rises to praise. She rises to to love, really, to, to loving just, we're just here to connect. We're here to bond and connect and enjoy each other's presence, look in each other's eyes. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little, but also not really. I mean, my wife, at the end of the day, when, when we're going to bed, my wife just wants to leave the light on and gaze into my eyes for until we can't possibly keep them open anymore. You know, she wants to just talk about whatever and gaze into each other's eyes. And for me, I I, I go there with her to a degree, but it's also a bit irritating to me. I don't really, on some level, I don't want to do that. You know, it's like the day's over. What are we talking about? What there's no solution. What solutions are there to get right now? You know what the solution is to where we're at right now? Turn off a light and go to sleep. It's also like playing with our circadian rhythm, right? Like in those moments too, we're so
1: devoid of testosterone. We're at our lowest levels pretty much, which means our energy energy is is low uh, because that's what really operates us where they're still operating with much more different much more different uh, hormones that are keeping them more consistent and they don't operate in high levels of testosterone. So those drops for them aren't as significant when
0: it comes to that energetic piece tied to the hormones, I would say personally. Yeah. Look, I mean, there's, depending on how anyone spends the day, we could get to the end of it exhausted or not. You know, I know some women, they don't, they're they're they want to, they don't want to connect. They just want to go to bed because they're exhausted momming and working and cooking or, or, you know, lawyering, whatever the hell it is they're doing, but I, but what I do see is, regardless, is that that the that this masculine and feminine forms of communication are very different, and most men are practiced at more masculine forms of communication, and we try to do that with our partners, and it backfires every time, and we get so frustrated. I remember once going for a walk with my wife, and and. I was wanting a little challenge in my body. I was feeling a little bored. You know, I wanted a little challenge. Feel a little, I was feeling a little limp, a little limp. I was like, okay, I need some erection in my body. I need, to, I need challenge. And I was like, okay, babe, you see, that, you see that tree up there? I'll race you to that tree. And she looked at me like I had three heads. She was like, fuck off. I don't want to race you. I don't want to race you. I just want to hold your hand and walk with you. And I remember, I remember thinking, oh, man, this is so boring. Like, shit, we need to get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need some challenge. But that's why it's so important for me to gather with men regularly. Because with men, we can do challenge in respectful ways. My wife, for the most part, doesn't want our relationship to be one where we're challenging each other all the time. It doesn't work for her. And, and it probably wouldn't work for me either. And it's the same for you, I'm hearing. So so
1: that's great, dude. I, I love this communication piece because I think that is a big one that we misfire on a lot. And not it's more ignorantly that we do it. It's not intentionally that we do it. And so it's like being aware of that and understanding how we're communicating and then potentially looking at it as like, oh, it's a switch. When I'm communicating with a female, it's a different way in which I need to present myself in the way that I speak as opposed to how I deal with Brian when he and I are hanging out talking shit
0: hundred percent. Certainly if it's the, if it's the, if it's the woman that you're intimately connected with, you know, you're in an intimate relationship with, I mean, that's a very different dialogue. I, in my experience, it has to be. And there's so many more layers to this. There's also around communication, there's communicating boundaries, you know, there's communic. there's, there's giving feedback when, when my partner, says something that's really hurtful or offensive or feels disrespectful. And women do it all the time. You know, men aren't the only ones fucking up relationships. Women aren't that much more skillful than we are for, for the most part. You know, so they're, they're, they're doing unskillful things as well. They, most women don't know how to skillfully communicate any more than men do. So how do we also communicate then when we feel violated, when we feel hurt? Most men don't know how to do that. So we either, we either, either just shut up and swallow it, you know. We just take it until we, are Im- imploding on the inside, or we explode out. As a sitter, like we defend and dominate, you know. We 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 voice our upset in ways that are then violating to her, right? So that that's another part of skillful communication: learning how to communicate boundaries in skillful ways that are that are loving and strong and firm and respectful and honoring of both of us. That's a skill few men have. Yeah. You got to be willing to practice it. And I, I will say this to
1: your point that I didn't know how powerful it was for me to tell my wife, like if we got into an argument and she said something hurtful to go back afterwards and be like, Hey babe, when you said that to me, that actually hurt my feelings. And this is what it made me feel. And I would explain it to her. And I saw her eyes like open up there. Oh, shoot. I didn't realize he has feelings because we're taught that men are just rocks and robots. And so it's like that to your point, that powerful when you can convey those kinds of words of like, this made me feel a certain way. They really understand that. And that creates
0: better communication, right? More skillful communication, right? hundred percent. And when you can do it in a way that doesn't leave her feeling necessarily demoralized or dismissed or, or discounted in some, or shamed, attacked. Exactly. Oh man, that's magic. That's game changing for the relationship. Yeah. I love that. I love that What's the
1: third struggle you're seeing guys have right now? So we did the communication, failure to communicate, power and presence. And then what's that third one? We
0: don't know how to create connection. Ooh. we, we practice what I call the wing it method. Um, connecting. (laughs) We're just winging it. We just wing it and hope it should happen. You know, we just, we just winging it. And a, a lot of men, we tend to think, look, as long as the bills are paid, nobody's starving. Nobody's bleeding. The house ain't on fire. I don't have to call the police right now. We're fine. We got no problems, right? Everything's kosher. I'm not cheating on you. I'm not beating you. I'm not, you know, cussing you out. We're good. You should just be happy. You should feel connected to me. And that's not how it works. And certainly not with, again, the the feminine, with our our female partners. It's overwhelmingly not how it works. Connection and not just regular old feel-good connection, but passionate connection. Again, the end of that honeymoon period, what starts to happen? Well, all of the human stuff, from lack of good communication to lack of presence, you know, the distractions, the checking out, the, the sensitive, the, the the mutual sensitivities that get, that are getting, you know, triggered and poked at that we don't know how to talk about and work with. Well, the connection starts to break between us. You know, I mean, I I was in a five-year relationship once where we, we, a a major rift happened to us just four months into the relationship and we, our connection Man, it was stressed for the next four years. I mean, look, we could have our sex was amazing, but that's all we had. You know, outside the bedroom, oh, it was a shit show. And I had no idea how to create real connection, how to be intentional about creating connection, restoring our connection, repairing the rifts and the challenges between us so that we could feel connected at least on. More days than than not, right? We men don't know how to do it. We don't know. We just don't know how to do it, and so, and then we get frustrated when she's not happy or she. I remember I told my wife, um, maybe a year into our relationship, I, I said, jokingly but but half jokingly, because there's a truth to this too. But but uh, but I I know it's ridiculous. I knew it was ridiculous. So it was, it was, when I said it to her, but I said, "Look, babe, if you would just be happy and thrilled all the time." We're good. Eh, eh, eh. We'll be great. It immediately did not go well. But again, that's me, that's winging it. Like let me just, you know, the, the subtext is, "Babe, I'm just going to weigh it. You be happy, okay?" Yeah. Yeah. Be happy with whatever like, I nah. give you. <laughs> be happy with whatever I give you. Exactly. And um so we need to learn how to create passionate connection. We need to learn how to do that through what we will, what I call daily rituals, even weekly rituals, yearly rituals. Like we we need to ritualize connection. And I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. So my wife and I, every single morning, we hug each other, not, not sideways hug, you know, like I'm hugging a bro. Um, not a pat on the back hug, you know, hey, I'm off to work, pat on the back, see ya. But a pause in whatever we're doing, a facing each other full, you know, body to body hug, we drop in, it, it, it lasts five seconds, you know, but it's, it's a way that we, we physiologically signal to each other. I love you. You're safe with me. I choose you. I'm here. Uh, okay. Both our nervous systems go, huh? Okay. And then we, you know, go off into whatever it is we're, we're doing that day. That that's an example of a daily ritual that my wife and I practice that t- takes five seconds That every day signals connection it's a, it's a part of our connection practice that if we didn't do it it's just too easy for me to wander off into my work for her to wander off into whatever she's doing and then we come back together at 4 or 5 o'clock but we haven't connected all day and i'm probably exhausted from you know expending my energy all day she's whatever's got going on for her and I may not even want to connect at four or five o'clock. I'm, I need some solo time. Need, but now, you know, you see, we're, now we're getting to the end of the day. We haven't really connected. And so most couples spend years like this, right? I, I call it, I call it um, a crisis of connection. You know, most couples, most people that come to work with me They have reasons, you know, there was an infidelity, they, they fight too much, they have money issues, they're sexually not on the same page, whatever it is. But what's really at the core of it is they don't know how to stay connected, at least on more days than not. Because what I find, Johnny, is that when you know how to create connection, you can get through anything together. But when you don't, you can't get through almost anything. Not really. Yeah. And you can get crushed by everything. By not, not wanting to load the dishwasher the same way. It can turn into a fight that lasts weeks, months and resentment builds, just that. And then tiny, you know, a tiny thousand little cuts just destroy you. Yeah. I love what you said about how you connect your wife. Cause it's funny. My wife and I do the,
1: literally the exact same thing. And I never knew this about you. So like, it's it, it, I we literally every morning uh, cause I'm up earlier than she is, I do my morning routine and then I'll come up to my office and start working and then I'll hear her come out of the room and she'll come out to the kitchen to get, start her morning routine. And I always go down and meet her in the kitchen and then we hug for, and we'll do it for like good three, three to five minutes sometimes. And it's just to create that deep bonding connection. And I'll try to like breathe, I'll try to breathe with her to be in sync with her breath those things. But it's, I really, it's so cool to hear that you guys do that as well, because I I do know how powerful that is. And it just like, you already put yourself, you put your sympathetic nervous system down, because you're already connecting with another human, and somebody you deeply love. And you're also making that physiological connection to them. So they know, oh,
0: he's, he's with me, and I'm with him, like kind of thing. So really cool. That's exactly That's exactly right. It's it it looks the same for us. I usually get up earlier than she does, and when she gets up, she'll either wander up to the door of my office, or I'll go down and greet her and do the same. Man, it's 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 a non negotiable part of our day. Yep, yeah, we don't miss it,
1: Um, and that's it's really special. And so, if I can tell any guys out there to do that, do that connection piece. So, what are a couple of the skills, specific skills? So, I know we talked about this being one of them, right? Like kind of connecting. Is there another skill? that guys can work on
0: developing to become better connectors to overcome this obstacle? Yeah, for sure. There's one of the things that that we teach in um, my Elevate Your Relationship uh, course for men program. So it's a live coaching program, by the way. So men get to work with me directly. in this It's not just a home study thing. Um, But is also how to be what, what we like to call courageously vulnerable. A lot of men are really confused around vulnerability we've been taught that, that being vulnerable is a weakness. And we have been exploited ourselves. We've been from from the time we were little, little boys, you know, whether being told not to cry, only girls cry, don't be a pussy, even by women in our adult relationships. Sometimes when we've opened up, women haven't been skillful with our vulnerability, and we've been hurt by it. That certainly has happened to me, right? So we don't know how What we call it is we call it open your heart. One of the things we teach is how to open her heart in skillful communication. Open her heart. There's ways of asking questions, ways of being curious that can help her really feel seen and and understood in ways that most of us men just gloss right over. But in in the in the world of connection, we talk about opening our hearts, inviting her in but it, again, in skillful ways, right? It doesn't serve us men to just dump whatever is in my mouth, in, necessarily in my heart, in my, just just dump that on the table and expect her to be okay with it. That, that's actually not very skillful. In fact, you know, I have a therapist. I have my men's group. I have my close buddy of 38 years. Like, you know, I have men that I can go talk to, to when I need to dump shit. And just be heard, you know, in the stream of consciousness, just get this shit out. That's not the place of my wife. Now, that said, though, my wife does need to know what is going on inside of me. She does need to know what I'm feeling. I mean, you said it earlier, like when she says something that hurts me or pisses me off or feels disrespect, whatever it is, she needs to hear that from me. Otherwise, again, you know, she's left guessing what's going on for me. And that causes her to not feel safe. Yeah, or just simply not knowing. And back to that safety. Yeah. Doesn't know, right? She's confused. She's like, what's going on here? So the the the, the practice, the ability to be courageously vulnerable, we, I, I call it, um, are, the way I like to language it is, to reveal what is hidden to bridge connection. Revealing what is hidden to bridge connection. And that could be as simple as, yeah, yeah well, what you said did hurt me. It did, it hurt. It made me angry. It didn't feel good. I didn't like it. It could be as simple as that, or it could be as simple as you know, I'm really horny for you. I really want to fuck you. That's you know that's courageously vulnerable for some men just being open about their sexual desire in skillful ways, because we don't know how to do it skillfully. Just so so we don't. You know, a lot of men we clamp down and pretend we're not as horny as we are, or it comes out sideways in all these fucked up ways that don't leave either of them feeling good. It comes out needy. It comes out, you know, uh, demanding or imposing. That doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't make for a mutually satisfying sexual experience between two adults. But being able to be courageously vulnerable and, and, and communicate my desire in a way that does not obligate her to have to do anything about it. That's courageously vulnerable. I'm so horny for you. I'm so, God, I so want to fuck you. And I want you to know it's okay. If if you don't want to do that right now, yes, it'll hurt. It'll hurt. But I support your right to, you know, I, I don't want to make love with you unless you want to make love with me, for example. You know, that's skillfully communicating vulnerability in a way that doesn't leave her feeling obligated or herself dismissed.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so good. And um, one of the things my wife and I do is like, it, early in the day, if it's like a day we're like, wow, I'm really like, I, I really want to fuck you today and like have sex. I'll be even she'll say this to me, but she'll be like, Hey, you open for business tonight. And I'll be like, Hey, you open for so it's like, a it's a fun way of doing it. And it also sets the framework earlier on. So you know, like, Oh, yeah. and And you still I mean, you can always change your mind if you have a shitty day or whatever. But it also primes you to be like, Oh, yeah, that's gonna be hot. Like I am ready for this tonight. This will be and it puts you in that mindset of like, transitioning to not being obligated and to being willfully uh, part participant, right. And so we we've utilized tactics like that, that have helped us to have fun with it. And then also to be almost a
0: primer as well. Right? I love that. I love that. I've heard I've never done this with any of my clients or my wife and I, but I've also heard like, like people who really struggle in that domain of just communicating and they're all, they're not on the same page a lot. Uh, they'll, they'll use dolls. You know, they'll have two dolls and one doll signals. I'm, I'm you know, when the doll is sitting on the dresser, it means I, I would love to make love. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. And the other partner can either put the doll or not put the doll. If they don't put the doll, means they're they're not up for it. Okay, so we just we notice that and and honor it, right? But if they both put the doll, okay, now we can that now they can start to approach each other in in bed. That's again another way to bridge that. so it's being courageous, just putting the doll up on the counter is is vulnerable. Absolutely, absolutely. It, It so it's a step in that direction. So. But now what we're doing is we're creating connection, you know, having real conversations about what's really happening in the moment, again, in skillful ways. I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. Skillful. I I don't, I don't like the words right and wrong when it comes to relationships, good, bad, throw those words out. I like skillful, unskillful, connecting, disconnecting. You know, what words are connecting, what words and sentences are connecting versus what words and sentences are clearly disconnecting. I think that's a far more useful frame when it comes to relationship work. And it's also very, I think, very hopeful. We can learn skills to thrive in
1: relationship. I think that's the operative word is like those terms leave it open for learning as opposed to Finality of like you're bad, you're good, that's wrong, this is right, exactly. it's like, oh no, hey, you miscommunicated, cool. There's a way that you can actually work on that and then better communicate. so I
0: love that he used that and and one of my one of my teachers really gifted me th- this frame as well she she would say, um, her name is uh, Diane Connolly, and she would say for example, you know, I'm not bad at computers. I'm just not practiced at computers. You know, I'm not bad at communication. I'm just not practiced at skillful communication. I'm not bad at connecting. I'm not bad at sex. I'm just not practiced at the skills that, that create a, a mutually satisfying sexual experience. Or I'm not practiced at the, the skills of connecting. And so, you know, through practice, repetition, through learning the insights, the skills, I mean, any man can thrive in relationship if he's committed to learning the insights and skills that it takes to do so. You're listening to Men This Way. I'm your host, Brian Reeves. I trust you're feeling inspired by today's conversation. And I want to cut in real quick and ask you a question. Are you a man in a relationship that's struggling? Maybe your partner ain't happy and you don't know what she really wants from you or how to give it to her. Maybe you're not happy and no matter what you do, you just don't know how to make things better. And do you want to make things better? Well, if you're thinking, yeah, to any of those questions, then you need to know about my new free training for men ready to create a truly thriving, intimate relationship, even when you're struggling. In this free training, I teach you the three key pillars of intimacy that you must learn to embody if you want to shift from the relationship sucking to finally unlocking the freedom, desire, and passion both you and your partner crave. And that is possible for you. And this isn't some stupid platitude. Like, this is real. I've been coaching men, women, and couples for over 10 years now. And I'm also married to my lovely bride of eight years. I know the mistakes we men make. I know the misunderstandings that trip us up. I know how our always good intentions too often just get us in trouble. And I know what you can do and say instead of the things you normally do and say that could actually help you start to fulfill your partner's deepest desires without losing yourself or sacrificing what really matters to you in the process. I know what she needs from you on a deeper level that will help her feel safe so she can more fully open herself to you. I know you're probably dying to end whatever stubborn conflicts you keep having. Or maybe you avoid conflict and you're finally seeing that doesn't work either. I know how to help you end unnecessary conflict. And do conflict in skillful ways so that you can reliably create safety and trust that ultimately results in more peace and ease and freedom and connection for both of you. If your sexual relationship is stagnant or non-existent or somehow just not deeply satisfying to you both and you want to know how to consistently foster affection and physically, emotionally, and even spiritually fulfilling sex, then do this go watch my free training video at training.elevaterelationship.com. This link will be in the show notes for this episode. It's also on my website. Seriously, if you're a man who is genuinely ready to thrive in intimate relationship, watch my free training video, The Three Secrets to a Thriving Relationship, even if you're currently struggling. The link is training.elevaterelationship.com. Again, relationship.com. It's less than 20 minutes, it's free, and it could totally change the relationship game for you. All right, let's pick up where we left off with today's guest on Men This Way.
1: Yeah, I love that. And so real quick, on that same note, I know when men can be courageously vulnerable, um, I know that, and you already kind of mentioned this, is sometimes women don't know how to skillfully handle it, so when say, for instance, a guy is courageously vulnerable and then say their partner doesn't put the doll up or doesn't respond. And, and, and in a way, this is this is still skillful. It's it's part of the protocol, right? She doesn't put the doll up um, to engage in that. How to or, or what what tip or what is what is it that you try to tell men? on how to not take that personally and feel like it's an offense against them. Because I know that's the first thing that comes up for me. And I know I experienced that a lot when I was kind of in my unaware state. And I know a lot of guys struggle with
0: that. So yeah, what do you got for that? No, it's a great question. And look, on some level, I think a part of us will always take it personal. You know, the, the, the initial primal response is she doesn't want me. Just on a primal level, like there's that the primal beast. I want something she doesn't want it. That means she doesn't want me. Rejection. I I don't think that there's necessarily a way to get that out of the system. What we men need to learn how to do is to hold that as part of the experience, but not let it be the thing that then drives our mouth or our decisions from there on out. (laughs) You know, we need to feel that. Okay. All right. Feel that. that. All right. I feel that. It hurts. It sucks. And we need to kind of talk ourselves down from the ledge a little bit. It's not about me. It's not personal. Breathe through that. We need to have our own practice. Because what, what, what most of us do when we take it personal and it drives our mouth or our behavior is we put her in the role of caretaker now. We turn her into mother in one shape, form, or another, the one who has to soothe us, who has to take care of us in some way. And that's not sexy. It doesn't help. It only makes it worse. And many women will step into that role, which is why they're so fucking angry because they don't want to be that role to us. But we keep giving them no choice in a way. So we have to ourselves become the adult that can be with the hurt, feel the rejection, feel it in our bodies, like let it carve us out in a way so that, you know, it's like... It's, you know, it's almost a cliche, but maybe some men have never heard this. We can't feel real joy if we also can't feel real pain. I remember when I came out of the military, Johnny, I was dead inside, man. I was so disconnected from my body. I, a lot of men can relate to not being able to cry, not being able to feel real sadness. But in retrospect, I also saw as I didn't even know how to really laugh. I didn't know how to feel real joy either. Like my emotions, the, 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 I had the narrowest range of what was possible for me to feel. And in fact, my journey to being enlivened in my body started with fucking heartbreak. You know, marrying a woman at 26. I mean, I was a year out of the military and I married a woman that I met five weeks after I met her, French woman. And she fucking obliterated me, man. She <laughs> destroyed me in eight months. I had one of my best cries eight months into that relationship because it just, it just went tits up real fast. And that, the deep agony I f- suddenly was able to feel, well, that began to also allow me to feel more joy, right? So we men have to be space holders for our own feelings, to process that, to work with that. Now, if so many days are going by and she's not putting the doll up, for example, you know, she's still not meeting us or she's maybe speaking to us in ways that are disrespectful. Well, we've got to also know how to then speak to that. We have to know, this is one of the, this is one of the skills that we also teach in Elevate Relationship is how to speak up, Skill, skillfully, right? Skillfully, how to speak up, how to be vulnerable. You know, uh, I noticed that you're not really seeming to want to have sex with me. Uh, what's happening? It's I'm feeling disconnected from you,' I'm, I'm hurting inside. I'm, I'm I'm feeling lonely, I'm feeling like I'm starving, I'm noticing I'm wanting to turn., I'm, you know, maybe you don't say this, but I'm wanting to turn to porn or I'm wanting to go to other things that I know are good for me. But I'm just being vulnerable. What's happening? What's going on for you? right now'm I'm, I'm also being curious. So you know, we, we've got to learn how to navigate these conversations in skillful ways that that can, create connection that's and that goes
1: back to your your second piece which is the obstacle of communication and then building that so I love how how in sync all these are obviously you know that you built them and you've seen this pretty consistent in your life and then in other men so it, it's just if we can't can't have the presence then they're not going to be able to feel safe they're not going to want to be there with you because you're not there with them then that deteriorates communication. And then that deteriorates connection. And we have to build all of those skills to end up being men of, of good standing in a relationship to not only honor them, but to honor ourselves, right?
0: Yeah, the, I call these the three pillars of intimacy powerful presence, skillful communication, and passionate connection. When we know how to strengthen and stand on those three pillars, man relationship becomes a place where we also we get to feel free again as men you know we get to we get to be ourselves our true selves so many of us men are we change ourselves we 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 hide our true selves or we become You know, louder than we might otherwise be because we're trying to get our needs met or or what we want met. And anyway, we become these warped versions of our true selves because we're not getting our needs met. We're we're and we're confused that our partner's not getting their needs met, and so we feel trapped. You know, we don't feel liberated by relationship; we feel trapped in it. But when we learn how to stand on those three pillars, we feel free again, free to be myself. You know, the, the title of my book. Choose her every day or leave her. I love that title because it's, I think it speaks to the freedom that we actually have as men to be all in or get the fuck out. You know, if if you're going to be in the relationship, acknowledge that you're choosing to be in the relationship. Like that's the ultimate freedom to me is the ownership of the choices I'm making. I'm not a victim. I don't have to stay in this relationship. Nobody's forcing me to. A lot of men, we start to act like we're being forced. We have to stay for whatever our made up reasons are. Yeah, yeah. We, we make that,
1: we create that scenario, but it's not true. It's just a, it's, it, for whatever reason, we, we create that scenario and then obligates us into that. Dude, brother, this is such a good conversation. I know there's so many pieces. Guys are gonna be like, God damn it, Brian. You called me out. Um, I love it, bro, because I know I've experienced a lot of what you're talking about in my life. So I think you're really on to the crux of of where relationships are failing from the male aspect and just appreciate the work you're doing to get this message out there and to support men. So in that same vein, um, you're supporting men. You mentioned it a little bit, but dive a little bit into this Elevate uh,
0: Relationship program that you have for guys. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a six month live coaching program, which means six months, you know, so men get to spend half a year diving into these three pillars, how to be powerfully present, how to skillfully communicate, and how to create passionate connection with your partner. So really design this for, for men that are if you're a guy that just wants to get laid, I got nothing against you, but this isn't the right program for you. This isn't the right, this, this is for men who are wanting to succeed at relationship and, and with a woman. We've, this is for heterosexual men um, who are either struggling in relationship or just know that they want to start kicking ass in relationship and and and, they, and they're ready to get support for that. So it's, it's a six month adventure, get to work with me directly um, it's, it's so profound, man. And one of the one of the what you also get to experience is, is is a community of other men also aligned in that vision. When men start coming together to talk about what's really going on with their in their relationships and their lives. I mean, You know, this Johnny from doing men's work yourself. I mean, just that, just being able to have conversations about what is really going on, that alone is so liberating for men. It's so, one of the things that I hear so often is when, when men first come into to, to my programs and it is, is oh, it's so nice to know I'm not alone. Such a relief to know I'm not alone. That right there, man, magic. I love that moment. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. That's when, that's when guys have have that real transformation. Oh, that's like the beginning of a whole new life for so many men. And so it's called Elevate Your Relationship. It is, you know, enrollment is is active. It's open now. Uh, th- I have a website for it, which is elevaterelationship.com. It's not the website is not elevate your relationship because someone else has that. It'd be good on them, but it is elevaterelationship.com. And you can also find it through my website, uh, Brian Reeves, Brian with y Reeves.com.
1: And we're going to link all this in the show notes. So if you're listening right now and you want to take part in it, but you're driving or something like that, make sure you go check out the show notes. We'll have elevate relationship.com on there. And then we'll also be linking you to Brian's website. So you can go check out what he's going on because he is one of the men I respect in this field, especially when it comes to handling relationships. And he's got as you guys have just heard for the past hour. He's got such a deep wealth of knowledge on how to support you. So especially from that masculine space. So really appreciate you, brother. It's always special to have you on the show. Uh, And as always, man, thank you for showing up the way that you do and imparting your wisdom and and intelligence on everybody,
0: man. Appreciate that. Johnny, I always love diving in with you, man. It's always a fun ride. Thank you so much, brother, for inviting me on. Thank you, brother. And to everybody listening, just
1: remember that the world deserves a better caliber of man and we are obligated to give it to them.
0: Thank you so much for listening. And thank you again to Johnny L. Sasser. You can find Johnny's podcast, The Art of Masculinity, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, if you're a man who is struggling in an intimate relationship and ready to turn that around, watch my free training video, The Three Secrets to a Thriving Relationship, at training.elevaterelationship.com. It's less than 20 minutes, it's free, and it can totally change the relationship game for you. And if you're really in an urgent pinch, feel free to reach out directly to me at brian at brianreeves.com. It's brian with a Y at brianreeves.com. Lastly, please go write a review of this podcast right now on your podcast app. Just pull out your phone press the little thing the button find it Uh, doing so helps me immensely it also helps other people realize this is a trustable space if I read your review in a future episode I will uh, give you a free download of my love sex relationship magic course or my course boundaries relationships suck without them I sure appreciate it and don't forget to subscribe yourself while you're at it I'm your thriving life and relationship coach, Brian Reeves, Brian with a Y Reeves. Until soon, keep your head up, your breath relaxed, and your thoughts inspired.